Welcome to the Unplayable Podcast, brought to you by Qantas, the spirit of Australia. We are here at the Oval with one test to go in the Ashes series. It's been a thrilling series so far, and Australia have now retained the Ashes after their washout at Manchester. 2-1 is the score, and now myself, Josh on a finger, and Louis Cameron are here watching Australia train two days out from the fifth test. First of all, how are you, Louis, and welcome back to London. Thanks, Josh. It's a slightly strange feeling, isn't it? We kind of didn't quite get the decider we were hoping for, but it still feels like there's a lot on the line, particularly for Australia, who have the chance to become the first team since 2001 to win an Ashes series in England. We know that in 2019 they kept the Ashes, they retained it, but they've made it pretty clear that that's not all that important to them, having done it four years ago. Yeah, you might hear the bat on ball in the background, hopefully, as the Aussies run through their paces. And all eyes will be on selection, I suppose, with uh, Todd Murphy was left out of that last test. Will he come back in? A couple of all-rounders in there as well. Early stages, what are you sort of getting the feel for the team as far as that, how it might shape up? Yeah, so I've been keeping a close eye on Todd. He's just picking up a ball as we speak. He's bowling to Stephen Smith over there, and I was watching him before. He was having a long chat to Pat Cummins, the captain. He was then talking to Dan Vittori a little bit. So, so a few little indications that maybe Todd Murphy might be back in the frame to play at the Oval. We know that they did kind of miss him, I thought, at, uh, at Old Trafford, where we know Cameron Green's extra batting did come in handy, especially late on day four. He didn't make many in the first innings, but day four when they need to uh, hang on for the draw that would help them retain the Ashes. But he kind of got the nod over Todd Murphy there, but I, I really think that they missed a specialist spinner in England's first innings. We saw Moeen Ali and Joe Root spin a couple, so... Uh, this is the kind of place, you know, we were laughing the other day about how it's important. Uh, you know, everyone talks about the Oval being the place where it's great for spin, it's great for batting and it's great for fast bowling. Uh, but I do think uh, Todd Murphy, just the, the, the different rhythm that you get from a, a spin bowler, someone different you can t- turn to, um, that's really important. So that's Todd Murphy. Uh, the two injury clouds that we've got are, of course, Mitch Marsh and Mitch Stark, the two Mitches. Uh, they haven't done too much at training today so far. Uh, just kind of been running, walking laps. We, uh, Mitch Marsh was over uh, quite close to where we were sitting before and he was FaceTiming his partner back in Perth. Um, so he's taking it easy. No, that doesn't necessarily mean they're not playing. So we've still got two days before the next test. Um, but they're probably the two that we're most concerned about from a fitness point of view. It was only uh, probably two months ago, maybe a little bit less, that Australia were here and won the World Test championship final against India obviously they had Nathan Lyon at that stage but spin was important in that match and looking at the pitch as well here we get our first look of it today it's already quite brown so we're expecting it to sort of go along those lines again yeah I mean I thought it was greener than what we saw two days out from Manchester and that ended up being quite a turgid pitch Uh, I've got to ask Josh were you looking at the pitch from inside the press box here or were you this is your uh, site from outside the ground? Yeah, from outside. From yeah. outside the ground. Because I was going to say, being inside that press box, I think just everything around this ground looks brown because it's quite a, like a, a dour room that okay, kind of yes. colours uh, colours everything. Uh, thankfully, we're sitting outside for this test that our listeners will be happy to know or they actually probably don't <laughs> care at all. Uh, but that pitch does, uh, yeah, d- depending on you know what they do to it the next few days, uh, might offer a little bit more for the spinners if it, if it does indeed play that way. Um so, yeah, that, that, that pitch that they got in the World Test Championship final was lively, wasn't it? It was the first ever test that they played in June at this ground. Uh, it's obviously the, the ground that you'd normally get the farewells. It's the end of tour, um, end of Ashes tours, end of an English summer, uh, test summer, that is. Um, so Australia are used to playing the last game of their tour here. So it's kind of got that full circle feel about it, you know, turning up for the first test here and then turning up for the last test. So 
um, yeah, it will be interesting. And kind of going back to the the Marsh Stark stuff, there's an interesting element here with, you know, Mitch Marsh has kind of become uh, almost an indispensable batsman the way he's batted these last couple of games. But if he couldn't bowl, does he make the team? Because, mm. uh, you know, if they are carrying a couple of tired bowlers, Mitchell Stark's played four tests already on this tour. Uh, has he played four tests or five tests? He's played four tests, yeah, so this will be his fifth. And Pat Cummins has played every test, so he's played five on this tour. That's a couple of really tired bowlers if they go into this match uh, without a all-rounder, without a, a, uh, an extra seam bowler in the top six to rely on. Uh, so, yeah, whether that might give Cameron Green a leg up uh, over mm. Mitch Marsh. Uh, that'd be interesting to see. Okay, well, we've seen Green get uh, played at number eight in the ODI mm. side over the time, haven't we? So maybe that's another option for them there if one of those bowlers doesn't quite come up. I was looking through the stats that this Grand Australia have played here 39 times and only won on eight occasions. So it's one of their... Australia have a great record all around this country, but this is one of those grounds where traditionally it hasn't been their strongest, even though they did lift that mace a few months ago. A lot of times during the 90s, they'd already won the series by the time they got to the Oval, so they probably didn't really care much whether they won or lost here. But uh, I think it's, a, it's one of the fairest wickets in England, and it's just kind of interesting how Test cricket in England has changed a little bit. The 100 has now colonised the August kind of period, and they tend to play white ball games mm. after that in September. Uh, but you don't kind of get the, you know, the really dry... I remember, like, the 2005 Ashes game here and even some of those other series that Australia used to play. They were, you know, into September, even 2019. It was September yeah. when they played at the Oval. Looking at the England side now, and they announced their squad for the final test yesterday, and no real changes for them to speak of, so they're going to stick with the group that's got them to this point of the series so far, and there is a question mark around their most experienced player. Jimmy Anderson will be a big one to see whether they pick him or not, because... Uh, while he's still been bowling accurately, it's just he's just lost that zip, hasn't he? He just hasn't been uh, as effective this series as he has been in the past. Uh, the, the guy's going to turn 41 on Saturday, so maybe <laughs> you can forgive him. But after that farewell test that he kind of got in Manchester, his hometown, uh, whether they pick him here you know, remains to be seen. The thing that could help him is the fact we, we've heard a few things that Chris Wokes uh, might be a little bit sore, uh, which might open the door for Josh Tung to play, but... Um, if Wokes did get up, sorry, if Wokes couldn't play, that might mean Jimmy Anderson could hold his spot. I did see Ollie Robinson bowling a little bit mm. at England training earlier today, uh, so he could also be a chance to come back in. But you'd think they'd be wary with his history of back spasms, not even history, his you know, back spasms in this series. Uh, they wouldn't want to risk him too soon. All right, one test to go. Well, if we rewind to the start of the series, we both made a prediction on what the scoreline was going to end up at. And I might just throw back to that audio so we can remind our listeners how we thought this series was going to play out. I don't have a prediction for the test, and I've thought a lot about it uh, for the series. You know, what's your, everyone asks, you know, what, what yeah, do you reckon going to happen in the series? And my only prediction before I really thought about it was it will be 3-2 either way. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know which way. It'll just be 3 2 one way or the other. Yeah. And now I actually think this is going to suck if this happens. I think it's going to be a two all draw again because it just rains in this country. Sure. One of the tests sure. is going to be affected. Even Basball can't save England from rain. So I think it's going to rain and one of the tests will be a draw. The two teams are pretty evenly matched, uh, I think, at the outset uh, in the other four tests. So I reckon it's going to be a two all draw. What's yours? Well, I'm just thinking, and this is not going to surprise anyone, but there's going to be a lot of runs in this first test. Um, don't think it'll quite be a draw, but I do think we might get to the fifth day. Um, however, for the series, I will be backing Australia 
I think they will win three games to one. So reviewing that, we're both still in the game based on those predictions. I think if our bosses are listening to that, basically that proves that we both deserve a pay rise because we've been absolutely spot on with how this series will play out. We're clearly the foremost cricket experts going around in this game. So uh, if you're listening, Cricket Australia Digital people, surely, surely we deserve a pay rise because I did say that at least one of these tests would be washed off the rain and we might end up getting a two-all series result. I probably shouldn't start proclaiming this too early because we haven't got either of those results. Well, you know what? Actually, one of us will be right, won't we? You said 3-1, I said 2-2. Unless there's a draw here, it it'll be, be draw, yeah. it could be 2-1, I suppose, yeah. couldn't it? How's the forecast looking? Uh, I think there's a little bit of rain forecast, but maybe not enough to get a full washout like last week. So okay. one of us is going to be right. Uh, and maybe we should say whoever's wrong uh, can never go on the podcast ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I think our listeners will be pretty happy with that. Yeah, well, who do you reckon they'd want to hear from more? Uh, probably you, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't argue with that, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Unplayable Podcast, brought to you by Qantas, the spirit of Australia. We'll catch you all for the fifth and final test starting on Thursday here from the Kia Oval in London. <laughs>